Welcome to the podcast, People of the Book. I'm your host, Meryl Ain. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. We chat with authors and storytellers in thought-provoking and intimate interviews, all with a Jewish twist. On today's program, I'm delighted to welcome Ronnie Robbins. Ronnie has worked for 35 years as a published writer, currently an editor writer for Medscape WebMD and previously associate editor of the Atlanta Jewish Times, the Times of Israel. She has also been a staff reporter for Florida Today, USA Today and the Birmingham News, among others. Her articles have appeared in the Huffington Post, Forbes, the New York Daily News, Hadassah, and the Forward, to name a few. Her first novel, Hands of Gold, was published in February 2022. It is a work of fiction loosely based on an inspiring true story. Using literary license, she pulls from the original cassette tapes left by her maternal grandfather, who survived TB, a workplace shooting, and an accidental killing, and walked thousands of miles across several countries to flee anti-Semitism in pre-Nazi Europe. Ronnie grew up in Hopog, Long Island, and moved to Asheville, North Carolina after she graduated from high school. She graduated from the University of South Carolina, where she majored in journalism. She and her husband, Ian, currently live in a suburb of Atlanta. They have two grown children. So welcome, Ronnie. Although we've never met in person, we've become good friends online and are actually second cousins by marriage. My grandmother, Mary, and your husband, Ian's grandfather, Izzy, were brother and sister who grew up with 10 other siblings on the Lower East Side of New York. Since we connected, we discovered that we have a lot of in common. Like you, my husband Stuart is also a journalist who currently writes for several Jewish publications. In addition, your book, Hands of Gold, was published about nine months after my debut novel, The Takeaway Men, and they are both works of historical fiction. So welcome, Ronnie. Thank you, Meryl. Thank you very much for that lovely introduction and for um, seeing having me on your on your show. I'm 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 super excited and um, honored to to be here. Um, and I I just I love connections with family. So thank you. You reached out to us and and uh, long lost unknown family, and that's exactly how um, how the main character in my novel would have it no other way <laughs> great great so for those who haven't read it yet would you please give our listeners a brief synopsis of hands of gold sure meryl thank you um you sort of did a, a really good job of introducing it so i don't have um too much left to add um as you said um, my grandfather left um, cassette tapes of his life, and I used those to develop this novel. Um, of course, I added a lot of um, my own 
impressions about and dialogue because uh, just to make it exciting and also just to fill in the gaps that he didn't leave in his cassette tapes um, to make it more dramatic. Um, so the, I would just tell you that, um, you know, my grandfather, um, I was inspired by his words when I listened to these cassette tapes that my mom left me, that my mom gave to me and thought I'd appreciate. And, you know, I could have just listened to them on my own, but I decided that maybe other people would um, benefit from hearing stories that sounded like their grandparents. What what made it special was um, that he there were like six parts of the book that stood out to me that I want to just get across, and that is um, that um, he he lived a difficult life. He um, as we're living now during the pandemic, he um, he talks about surviving a, a, a major illness and being a test case for a, um, a medical treatment we still use today. He left family to survive the Holocaust, to, to persist, and, and many of them perished in the Holocaust. So he saw that from afar, um, and he you know, heard about it from afar. And um, he had an amazing love life. Um, 60 years, the amount of time that he was struggling with tuberculosis, he was, he, um, he also was developing a relationship. Um, so persistence and um, uh, there's some other different parts of the book um, that he saved people in a workplace shooting that he killed somebody by accident. Um, I think you already went over that. Oh, so, yeah. So, um, I, I I really want to ask you, uh, with all of your experience as a journalist and and writing nonfiction, uh, why did you decide to fictionalize this story? It has to, one of the reasons is that it has to do with real people. Um, it that's the basis of is is real people, um, and I had to bring them to life. I changed the names of the people. Um, and also, it wasn't enough what he left, in my opinion. It was it was dramatic, but I thought that I could add my own background of knowing how to write and knowing how to weave stories together um, to to tie it all together and also make it more interesting and more dramatic. It was definitely a challenge coming from a news background where you depend on um, people to interview and and uh, this was all I had. This is all you have is is his his was the basis, but I had to make up so much that and I'm I'm not a fiction writer. So this was definitely a foray into a different genre for me. So what what do you think was the hardest part of switching um, from nonfiction to fiction? Making up dialogue instead of being able to uh, have it all being presented to me, being able to ask questions back and forth if there's something I didn't understand, having to interpret his thoughts, having to be a middle-aged woman thinking about what a man would think about as mm -hmm. my main character. Um, you know, so I just drew from everything I knew and and maybe some men in my life and um, tried to figure out what a man would think, whether it's a, a young man or an old man. And so um, I tried not to let it be clear that this is coming from a 
you know, a middle-aged woman's perspective on things um, and, and hope that it didn't come through that, um, you know, I was making up his, what he might have thought. I, I made him sort of modern in that I don't really know what he was thinking. Um, and that generation, you know, they didn't talk about certain things. So he, yeah, he might not appreciate that I put words in his mouth or, um, or, you know, the liberties that I took with the information. But. Okay. okay, so did you, uh, you had this, this storehouse of, of cassette tapes, did you do any other uh, research to, to get the story right? Yes, I did. I, uh, this was before Ancestry.com or any kind of online availability uh, when I started doing this. Um, and, um, you know, so this was in the early uh, two, 2000s. Um, and it, um, so I, I went and visited some genealogy resources. Um, I went to the National Archives here in it, uh, outside of Atlanta. I went to the Mormons um, uh, um, archives that they have, Family History Center, closer to my home. Um, and uh, whatever I could find from online, I did to fill in the gaps because I'm a I'm a journalist. I'm a researcher. I I know how to do these things. I just need the proper um, uh, sources for. But I wanted it to be historically accurate in uh, in almost every way. Great. So, how long did it uh, actually take you to write the novel and get it published? Unlike you, Meryl, who can whip out a a, a whole <laughs> book in a year, it seems. Um, uh, two times for you. Um, it took me quite a while. I was doing this while raising my children and also keeping my hand in journalism and, and freelancing. So I'll give that, um, I'll, I'll put that out there. Um, but I, um, it took me from start to finish, I would say, while raising, you know, a, a young, two young children, um, about seven years to get it in good condition to have the um, the award that I won, the Amazon Breakthrough Novel Award quarter finalist for historical fiction. That was in 2009. Tell us, I a, think little I, bit, tell us a little bit about what that is, that award. Uh, yes. So it doesn't exist anymore, but back in the, I think around two, so I, I won in 2009. So I had already applied a few times. Um, 2007, I would say, um, it came about and Amazon had an award for, for new novels and, um, and um, I entered the contest, it was brand new. Um, and I don't know why it doesn't exist anymore. But um, so like I said, I tried several times, I think three times, mm -hmm. um, three times seems to be the charm for me on some things. <laughs> but uh, as they say, but um, two or three times. And um, basically recognizing new authors and then the one that the, the winners get um, uh, a contract with a major uh, publisher and those that didn't got a free sample, you know, got their book published in, a, in, in at least having a paperback copy of their book. Um, so I've got uh, at least one other copy of my book uh, running around. But um, and uh, people voted on it. So some of it was a popularity um, contest. And um, 
I got quarterfinalists for historical fiction. I didn't make it through to the finals, but I was happy to oh, that great. it was recognized. I mean, that must have really spurred you on, right? Well, it gave it said somebody likes your writing in some way, you know. I mean, you don't know. It's a total unknown out there, you know, if you're if you and I didn't want to self-publish. I felt like that. I mean, in all this time, it took me 20, it took me 18 years to get my first publisher, and we can talk about that. And then it took me another couple of years to get my second one. And at 40 rejections, I counted, I thought there were more. I, I wanted it to be, I didn't want to self-publish. I didn't want to do that route. I didn't want to make people read something that hadn't been um, examined totally and edited and edited, right yeah and 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 make it through the slush pile as you know the i wanted to make it through to some sense mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so um you said 18 years did you it, say 18 well years? it took me like seven years to write it and then it took me and then i won the award in 2009 and i got my first publisher in 2018 so um uh -huh. so i um oh and then you know got my second publisher in in um in two, 2021 so uh, i figure it took me um, I, I'm not really good at math, but I, I figure it took me 20 years from start right. to finish. So you want to just tell us um, a little something about um, your publisher, because um, uh, she's based in the Netherlands, right? Correct. Meryl, I don't know if you remember, but you actually put me in touch with... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do. You're you're a matchmaker in I, in certain senses. Um, you saw on your site, um, uh, Jews love to read. Is that it? Yes. Um, love okay. To read my Facebook page. Correct. Right. Correct. Oh. Okay. Little plug oh. there. Um, okay. you saw where others were getting published by that um Amsterdam publishers. Um, you thought there might be, because it has a little bit of a Holocaust aspect to it, what does it hurt? Go and apply. Um, I was um, sort of reeling still over the loss of my first publisher, um, which we can mention um, be because it's part of my endurance story. Um, but um, um, and my never give up um, mo motto. Um, Good for you. Good for you. Uh, but um, Amsterdam Publishers is they mostly publish memoir they're they're they build themselves as the largest holocaust memoir publisher in europe um and uh but they started a new fiction section and um um and 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 you know uh lisbeth hank um and i may be saying her name wrong is the publisher the the powerhouse behind amsterdam publishers she liked my book and she's publishing it. And I'm like maybe the fourth fiction book that has to do with Holocaust. And I couldn't be happier. It was it was meant to be. She's um, a great publisher, a great supporter of of of, the, of her writers. Um, she has about a hundred writer, a hundred uh, titles now. Um, I'm I couldn't have asked for uh, a better publisher and to see this novel through. Great, great. I, I'm I'm so thrilled that that it all worked out. So, how how did you um come up with the title "Hands of Gold" and 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 what does it mean? Okay, 
So hands of gold has a lot of significance to it in in both the hands and the gold um, and um, and the picture on the cover that I guess your readers will your your um, subscribers will see. Um, it's of uh, of working hands. Our hands mean so much to us. They're they're our livelihood for many of us. They were the livelihood for the main character as a farmer and a tailor and a and uh, and yet they also uh, you know you hold hands. You're you um, you know up to the very end you're holding hands. Um, you know you go through life holding hands with those that you love. Um, Gold, because golden Medina is, I believe it's Yiddish, uh, the golden land of, of coming to America is part of the story. Um, gold, you know, when you're married, the golden years, uh, golden anniversary, the streets paved with gold that are supposed to be in the golden Medina. Um, right, right. Gold is valuable. Gold is money. Gold is wealth. He was trying to, um, the main character, Sam, was trying to be, un, you know, wealthy enough to make it and support his family. Just, you know, didn't want to be rich, but just was hoping to to have more than he might have had in Europe. Um, Hands of God is a Hamsa. It's a good luck charm. Um, I have them all over my house. Um, there and uh, my grandmother gave me a hands of gold um, necklace, and I actually I actually lost it, and then it got returned to me in wow. in sort of a magical one of those you know miracle moments. And so I'm um, that must have subconsciously played into mm -hmm. uh, all of this because that's how my life seems to work. So uh, there's a lot of significance to hands of gold. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that that it's very, more that's more than what's on the cover. <laughs> very meaningful. So Hands of Gold was your was your idea for the title. Absolutely. The original okay. title was Meet Me in Heaven, actually, but I saw other media out there, songs or books that had Meet Me in Heaven. So I changed the name. Oh, I think Hands of Gold is is a great title. It's mm -hmm. I think it's a much better title. Okay, well, good to know. Good. Okay. So um, you know, in in reading your book, I mean the experiences that your grandfather that this one man had, you know, you 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 just can't believe that one person could um in, in endure and survive and and move forward. Uh, from all these experiences, uh, what, which of his adventures or dramatic experiences resonate with you the most? I think the fact, the endurance, the press, uh, the perseverance of this man is what subconsciously again drives me. I mean, I, I, it took me so long it took him so long to, it took, you know, it took me so long to get my book published. It took him so long to get from, to fulfill his dream of, of um, wanting to go to America, but he, he started out, he went and then he got turned back because he ran out of money. Um, certainly the anti-Semitism that I don't know that I've had to that extent um, in my life. Um, but the fact that he was determined so much that he didn't listen to what was going on around him, he didn't 
he knew he had a vision in mind and he was going to see it through regardless. So even though he ran out of money, he he went he returned to to ground to his starting point and he started and he went again and he went full force. So that relates to me because 40 rejections, it felt like more and I just was like next um when am i you know and and even though i i don't want to get uh leave this out there without explaining that i lost my first publisher because of a legal concern and was and and but and my second publisher was said you know not a big deal so um or don't you know we're going with this so um and it 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 so far we i've been safe but um you know you always have to protect yourself and and remind uh and meryl you you were the one who said protect you know we should all protect ourselves and and as writers have have that have that legal um protection behind us which is very smart business sense that that you 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 unbelievable connection that i made with you to help to help mentor authors that you do so so graciously um but um did i answer the question at all i don't even know um, i i asked which of of sam's um adventures yes. or experiences uh resonate right. the most correct you, you just tell us about one yes yes so the 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 adventure of him going to tr trying to get to america and getting um and and getting that start and almost on his way and then being turned around to to go back uh to to um um where he began um and uh start again and then getting getting all the way through and and slipping across borders and sneaking uh um onto a, a ship and a workship and and um uh you know slipping off of the workship and and trying whatever he had to do even if it meant he was going to get caught he took such risks but he made it through to america and being you know making it to america and then you know raising his family the love story would would be tremendous to be able to have that kind of a relationship um i, I mean i think that the, the struggle is what i relate to the most because i i have not in my life not only with this book but in my journalism career i didn't let things stop me from doing um what i wanted to do and accomplish what i wanted to do and have i made it you know i i should be very happy with that i've i'm back in full time in my journalism career um after raising my kids and staying home for 20 years and i and i'm at a major publication these were all goals that that i should be very proud to have achieved and i hope that he felt proud to what his family had achieved including me <laughs> great 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 um so i i love books with with secrets um my own uh novel the takeaway men has several secrets in it and yes. your book um hands of gold has also many secrets in it um which which secrets do you think are the most damaging and why i think that keeping uh, a, uh the fact that he kill accidentally killed somebody and <laughs> that would be a big one <laughs> i think that's probably the biggest one 
Um, actually, there were two, but uh, let's go. Well, tell, well tell, tell us about both of them, but do the killing first. All okay. right. So the so keeping that from your family, he had a reason. Um, it's been a while, but I'm pretty sure the reason was that his his wife was um, having a baby, and and you know there was a newborn baby at home, and it wasn't the right time to um, to bring this on. Um, you know to tell the family he decided that he wasn't going to tell the family that he accidentally killed somebody he was right. secretly um sending money to the family of the the the, the person who uh, accidentally um went in front of the trolley and and lost his life i mean he felt that guilt but he uh, didn't he kept it quiet until the end um and and the other one was so um i think that's the harder one to keep quiet um the other one and again this is fiction is that um that possibility of his wife having had um a child before in a previous marriage um right and, that that is that i was thinking of that one for sure that so was, that was that was very intriguing <laughs> So I played with the facts. So let's again be clear that I played with the facts. Um, as uh, when I saw fit, I played with the facts to make things more dramatic. Um, well, it's, fic it's fiction. So it is. It is fiction. fiction. So, um, but they kept that secret from their from their family. So uh, maybe book two. Uh, we'll explore that a little bit. Um, I I'm not sure, or I might go in a different. Uh, and uh, off and start another family story uh, that's um, somewhat related. Um, so um, we'll see where that takes us. But yes, there were some secrets. And I, that was part of the, um, how do I make this story more dramatic? How, what would entice readers? You know, so uh, yes, I, I tried to think what, what would be more dramatic um, than the, than the, than, and I built it up on that. Well, that. That's that's the beauty of fiction. Right. That is the beauty of fiction. So Hands of Gold examines the impact of immigration, identity, prejudice, anti-Semitism, Yiddish, and the Holocaust. There's a lot packed in there on Jewish families in 20th century America. What why do you think these issues still attract so much interest today? Obviously, we have anti-Semitism exists in the world. Um, I mean, we've had killings. We've had incidents in your in, in New York, where I grew up. Um, I'm not sure. I've heard just recently, you, you really can't wear your Jewish star. We're not at a spot where we can proudly, either in the South, where I live, or in um, in New York, or where there's big Jewish populations, we cannot proudly wear our our our, our Jewish stars. Our for men, the kippot, for uh, you know the 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 locks on their hair. Um, uh, we cannot be truly Jewish and out there the way that Christians can be out there. Um, I, I think I, I could. I mean, people will take that chance and 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 be proud about it, and I, and I honor them. 
Um, but you know, some people are are still hiding, um, or or at least not. They know who they are in their heart, and that's that's okay too. Um, but I feel like that we still have incidents of anti-Semitism in this world. Even in my neighborhood, there was misunderstanding and use of Nazi symbols. Um, oh my goodness. So, um, and we've how, had- How was there a use of Nazi symbols? Um, it, I, it, I, I can't make this stuff up. My kids went to a school down the street from me, across from a synagogue, um, and I don't mean to, they were a great, they're a great school. They remain a great school. And I think just maybe not knowing that they chose a, a Nazi symbol, the eagle that was on the a, a Nazi, the Nazi symbol. Um, uh, I mean, we know the swastika, but there's, they also use the, this eagle um, and they chose that for their logo. It's unfortunate, but they oh. chose it for their logo. Now, right down the street well, i'm in a suburb um upper and middle class a suburb of atlanta um lots of jews here lots of new york jews here um and there was swastikas painted on a fence in a suburban neighborhood then not too long ago i wrote about that for the atlanta jewish times um i um there were there's you know we're down the street from where um leo frank was hung um, really? Oh my! Years ago, you know, way back. But we haven't. But there's still signs of it. You know, the the mass shootings, the incident, the incidents all over the country of mass shootings or hostage situations. More recently, um, you know, the the list goes on, and it's only been in Pittsburgh. You know, it's only been in the past what five years or ten years, and it's still here. So. So, so do you think uh, write, writing about it um, raises awareness and, and, and helps in some way? I think, it, I, I think it does because we're doomed to repeat if we don't know what our, what our history is, where we need to, I think Jewish families know, but I'm exposing this to other families, to families outside of the Jewish population. There's Christians and Catholics and, and those, it touches everyone to learn what life was like. And if it's about any uh, ethnic families that have had to struggle, it relates to any of them. I've, I, I, I've had Catholics, I've had, um, I've had, I had a Vietnamese family, you know, and they find um, a, a nugget in there that says, you know what, my life was, we had our own struggles. And, and I think people can relate to the struggle. We're in the pandemic, we've lost people. It, it life is not so easy. It, it would be nice if it was, but we're gonna all have our struggles in one way or another. Right, right. Um, absolutely. <laughs> so, Ronnie, um, so you have this amazing legacy. Uh, from your grandfather, all these all these cassette tapes uh, that your mother uh, gave to you. Do, do you think it's important to leave your life story for your children and grandchildren in some form? Um, do you plan to do that? Do you advise other people to do that? I I do. I definitely do. This started out as a, a, a column in the Atlanta Jewish Times that was giving memories a voice 
my grandfather left a piece of himself behind as a legacy to his progeny. And the, that's one of my goals, that and preserving Yiddish, um, because I think that's also, if again, about the Holocaust, if we don't repeat, if we don't tell these stories, nobody's gonna tell these stories. The people who lived through these times have, have are disappearing. Um, and we've got to preserve that. That's what Amsterdam Publishers does. But um, am I planning to leave? Part of this is my legacy. I mean, if you know where you came from, and it, it, if, if my kids know that my that my grandfather struggled in this way, then maybe they can look at their lives and say, you know what, I have it pretty easy. Um, and um, but and yet, you know, you got to persevere. Um, my son's out trying to make an actor of himself in, in LA and sleeping on somebody's couch. Life is, 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 you know, you're gotta be a hustler in life. You know, you got, you gotta, you gotta, we, you and I, we have to market ourselves as, as relative unknowns. Um, so yeah, I, I think, I, that I think, yeah, I think there's much more, um, opportunity nowadays to to reinvent yourself over and over again where you know 30 40 50 years ago that that was not the case i mean you did you did one thing uh forever now now there's an opportunity to um reinvent yourself and do multiple things at the same time mm -hmm. exactly but as far as leaving my legacy, this is this is part of it. This shaped this this shaped who I am. It should shape who my children are. My story may not be as interesting, but yes, please uh, of the older generation, please talk to your children and your grandchildren. And you know, we don't need cassette. We don't have cassette tapes anymore. We've got videos. We've got um, we have. Um, uh, uh, the iPhone, you know, it's, it's so easy. And we, my, and I, I hope your, you've done that. And I, um, we've, we sat down with other family members, older family members, and had them speak into cassette tapes because that was also at the time we, we were on a mission to do this. Record your, record your children so you can hear their voices later. Everything we, we move so quickly through life and, and, uh, and these things are, we can record them if you, even if you don't think they're interesting, um, have your, you know, your parents' voices, your your parents' writing. Um, you will cherish this later when you get to look at it. Um, and I think that, I think so many of the older generation have the stories that uh, that would would motivate their children and their grandchildren and would would inspire them in some way. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. Um, so my my husband. Uh, and his twin brother were budding journalists from the time they were kids. So they they have all these tapes of of their grandparents um, and their and their parents. Uh, I I didn't do that with my parents who are gone now, but I was very fortunate um, that there was an exhibit at the Museum of Jewish Heritage. Um, and uh, in the early 2000s about uh, Jews in the military. And uh, both my parents uh, were in the military during World War II. And um, there are they have extensive interviews, video interviews with them, uh, which I have. And I'm, I'm so thankful 
uh, that I have those. So, so you're, you're absolutely uh, correct about that. We do have the technology now and um, it, it, it's a great idea. So Ronnie, um, we're coming to the close of our time. You mentioned earlier, did I hear something about a second book? I know you just started a new job, but, but what's, what's next for you um, in, the, uh, in the book world? <laughs> well, I don't think I've got 20 more years, so I better get on the uh, Marilane um, uh, book web <laughs> to, to speed up my writing. Um, I think when I retire ever, um, maybe I'll start another one. I had an epiphany in the middle of the night um, when I was back at my family's house um, uh, that I might do something else um, on on hands, on hands. Um, so um, I'll see how, I mean, I'm, I'm um, uh, in his hands, in his hands was what came to me in the night, and it it it, it has to do with uh, um, in the craftsman's hands is in uh, uh, a, a psalm or something that I know I've read on on the holidays. I have no idea why that comes to you in your subconscious, but in his hands is the working title. We'll see where it goes, oh, and wow. um, I can't wow. tell too much about it yet. Um, but um, it was. Uh, it was something I thought about. Am I? I'm nowhere near starting on a new book. I want to be able to get this book, uh, Hands of Gold, out there and and um, make sure that I know how to market a book and see it through and and make sure it gets in people's hands, um, in their hands of gold. Um, I want to I want to see how to do it as successfully as you've done it um, to 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 make sure that I know what I'm doing with this first round of, of novel. I never even thought I'd write a first one and people are saying, when are you writing your second one? But I know you've dealt with this already and you, you're making it happen, and, so. And you know, one of the best, uh, I guess one of the silver linings of the pandemic uh, is to be able to meet with people virtually. So you can literally, you know, meet with, with book clubs and synagogues and other organizations uh, virtually. And um, I, I, I enjoy doing that. I still do that. And I assume that you would be available um, if any of our listeners are interested in um, contacting you uh, to to do uh, a virtual program or a live program uh, if if they're local, how can they get in touch with you? I would love to speak to any groups that are interested in having me um, talk. I have been talking already with book clubs and uh, my synagogue, uh, book clubs, um, uh, senior centers. Um, so I am available by Zoom or locally. I'll go. I'll go. I mean, this <laughs> is what I'm at a stage in life where what's the money for? So um, we will, you know, my husband will support me and get on a plane and go to where people want me to speak if if they want me to speak there. Um, and um, I am available through all social media. Um, I've even got a TikTok uh, with my my actor son developing the TikToks. I've got an Instagram. I've got my 
my communications uh, team on it, which is my young adult children. Um, I've got an Instagram and those two are Hands of Gold Novel. I've got, get this, four Facebook pages that I do maintain. Um, uh, one for my book and, and a, a couple because I'm, I'm either Ronnie Robbins or Ronnie Kane Robbins. Um, I'm on Twitter. I've got two on Twitter. I've got two accounts on Twitter. Okay, One is for my for my uh, profession for for Medscape WebMD, um, so I can seek sources and talk to and and not connect it with my private life um, or my author life. And um, uh, I've have got a, a website, page. right? Tell us the and name. a website. Um, it's RonnieRobbins.com. RonnieRobbins.com. That's R O N I R O B B I N S dot com so okay great so um last question is there anything else you'd like to share with us i just want to encourage people to take away from the book take away men but take away from the book um uh the fact that life is tough um but um, you can survive. You, 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 we've, we're all surviving through this pandemic. Um, and that life is very cyclical. Even though this happened a long time ago, there's a lot of aspects of it that are the same today and should be the same today. And we can learn from what we, our ancestors, how to, uh, persevere and, um, that they had it tough and we have it easy compared to them. Um, but there's a lot that we can accomplish in our lives if we always keep in mind that, you know, it's it's finite. Um, you only have, an, you know, 80, if you're lucky, years or so to do what you want to do. There's You can choose two paths. You can enjoy your life, which is perfectly fine and sail off into the into the sunset on your you know and make money and 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 that's fine and that's people's goals or you can uh, accomplish other dreams and if that's an if that's a writer and an author or um then it's then it's writing and then it's writing and leaving your legacy that way um and whatever legacy you leave whether it's full of of accomplishments in business uh, or, um, uh, you know, words <laughs> um, then, or art history that lives on after you're gone, you know, just be persistent because life's gonna throw all kinds of stuff at us. We've all dealt with the pandemic and we cannot let that derail us. So we gotta keep pushing on because there'll be something else and we're gonna have to learn how to endure. That's what, and leave your legacy behind. Start with, start with baby books. They have spots in baby books to, um, to leave uh, family histories and genealogy, family trees, and have the grandparents write something. Jews have a lot of ability to do that because, like, we have the Sidor presentation, and they, you know, the the grandparents might write in that. I would just encourage it to start at the very beginning with baby books and um, recording on your on your phone or technology in some way. Those that the, those that are leaving us have a chance to leave their story to you 
you don't have to write a book about it. You just can listen to it and hear their voice and 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 have a moment of inspiration and and um, spirituality. Well, well, thank you so much, Ronnie, for those uh, inspirational words and for your inspirational book. Uh, thanks so much for joining us today, Ronnie Robbins. The book is Hands of Gold. I also want to thank our executive producer, Pam Stack. People of the Book is a copyrighted presentation of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Please visit us and like our Facebook page, People of the Book. I'm your host, Meryl Ain. The sequel to my post-Holocaust debut novel, The Takeaway Men, is called Shadows We Carry and will be published in April 2023. For more information about my books and writing, visit me at merylain.com. Until next time, please join us on Facebook at Jews Love to Read and read a good book. <laughs>